Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm going to try to keep this one uh, short and spicy. I was going to say short and sweet. <laughs> Maybe it's a little more short and spicy because I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little lit up. And because I'm feeling lit up, that's exactly what I want to talk about. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories and then dive in a little bit deeper. As you know, like the hot beat of this show is about um, storytelling and spirituality and finding the universal in the personal. And uh, I really love that. And so I just got done uh, talking to, uh, having a conversation with one of my old uh, childhood college friends, Walter Norton Jr. Uh, and I can't wait to you guys hear this sucker. It's coming out in uh, January. And um, there's no way, there's no way you can talk to, to talk to Walt without <laughs> walking away feeling a little like, woo, a little lit up. Um, and so, and you'll know why once, when you, when you hear the episode, you're going to understand a whole lot more about that. So I think I'm going to call the one today. I think we're going to call this conversation, light your torch, light your torch. Um, or something like that. And uh, once I'm done talking, you'll know why I'm calling it that. So I was thinking about this concept of, you know, how we can be around certain people, have conversations with certain people, whether it's over Zoom or in real life or whatever, and you walk away feeling lit up. Um, And sometimes I talk about it like you walk away feeling warmed by the fire of their love or by the fire of their hat or the fire of their um, passion, right? Their energy is contagious in the best way. And as I was thinking about um, how I feel around certain people in my life. So, you know, when I have a conversation like that and I walk away and I feel lit up and enthused, uh, entheos, I always think about entheos, right? With God, with spirit, like enthused, right? I love the word enthusiastic. When I feel uh, lit up from within, when I feel warm and powerful and like, um, like anything can become possible when, I, when I'm in that state. Um, I, I think to myself, you know, who else in my life has been like that for me? Who else has been one of those people or one of those teachers? And it got me to thinking about, um, I may have told this story before on the show, um, but when I became a certified spiritual mentor, you know, I did a year long training and we trained in all different kinds of things, uh, learning, um, about everything from like deep, generous listening, how to ask better questions. Um, We learned about shamanic journeying. We learned about like, I mean, just on and on and on. I don't want to bore you guys with the details, but it was an intensive year. And when we graduated, um, our, um, our leader, as I would, I would call her one of my spiritual mentors, Reverend Stephanie Rutt, she went around the room and and whispered something in each person's ear who was graduating. I think there was seven of us in the group. Um, And she would give us each a rose and then she would say something. And when she got to me, she said, and this, this is, uh, there's a point to 
you know, this isn't about me like tooting my own, my own fucking horn <laughs> so much as it is to make a point for the show. Um, but when she got to me, like she whispered in my ear, you know, you are on fire for God. You, you, uh, on fire for the divine. And she said, you are like a horse that is running across the field, setting everything ablaze, like with your love and your devotion and your passion. And she said to me, never let anybody put that out. Never let anybody put that spark, that flame, that fire, that passion out. And it was such a powerful thing to say. And one of the things that got me to think about is, um, where did that, you know, spark come from? Where did that like love for the divine, for God's source, the creator, um, the universe love? Again, I always say, I don't, I don't care what you call it. Uh, I'm just using my own language, right? I call it God. I call it love sometimes. I don't care what we call it. But I was thinking about like, well, how did I come to this state or this place where that's how I felt? And um, part of it, I think, is innate. I think there is a part of us that um, is always in communion with the divine, is always in communion with the beloved. I think there is a part of us. Uh, I always say we've never left God, right? It's an illusion in our minds that we think that we are separate, that we have somehow separated ourselves from our source and we created this whole world. And, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the fucking racket that the ego is trying to sell us. <laughs> But we have never left our source, right? I always say we are an idea in the mind of God and, and we have never left home, although sometimes it feels like it. So I think part of it is that, right? Is that it's an innate thing. It's an innate thing. No matter how much we try to bury it, numb it, think we don't have it, think we can't find it, think we lost it, think we're broken, think we're a mess or whatever. It's just like, it's just the bullshit chatter of the ego, so I think that's part of it. But I also think that we can have enhancements. We can have incredible teachers and mentors uh, or coaches or people in our lives who, who kind of fan the flame, right? Who fan the spark. And something that one of my greatest teachers, Eknatha Shwaran, uh, my meditation teacher and spiritual teacher. Uh, and he died in 99. I never got to meet him in person, but he, um, um, I discovered his books um, and, and since then, so for the over, Jesus, I don't know, 25 years or so, maybe even longer, um, he has been one of my teachers. And something that he said, I just want to read to you because I love this so much. He said, our supreme purpose in life is not to make a fortune, nor to pursue pleasure, nor to write our name on history. But this is what it's about. <laughs> this is what he says. All right, I'm going to start again. Our supreme purpose in life is not to make a fortune, nor to pursue pleasure, nor to write a name on history, but to discover this spark of the divine that is in our hearts. To discover this spark of the divine that is in our hearts. And this is one of the things, you guys, that I love to talk about and help people with in the nest, my spiritual community and membership, is helping people to remember that they have a spark of the divine. In fact, they are the spark of the divine, that we are all extensions of this great love that is. We are all extensions of source and the creator and the divine, uh, the divine self exists in here, even though we often, you know, forget. And I was just thinking about how, 
I don't know if the word is lucky, maybe the word is lucky, but I think um, also part of my own innate curiosity in wanting to end my own suffering. <laughs> wanting to end my own suffering uh, made me so curious and made me want to, um, you know, read books and discover what the smarty pants people who went and that's what I think of books are sometimes you know when I think about um what whether you call them self-help books or spiritual books or um sacred texts or whatever I'm not necessarily talking about fiction although of course I definitely believe we can learn stuff from all kinds of stories but I kind of think of of those kinds of books and teachings and wisdom that get dropped like sacred breadcrumbs for those of us who are hungry enough to go out and find them. And so I was, uh, you know, I was a, a kid or a person who uh, really wanted to, um, you know, when you hit that point where you're like, enough is enough, like this isn't working. And it was so funny when I was just talking to Walter and I should do a whole episode about this. Um, and it just made me laugh to hear him say it too, like a fellow Boston kid. Uh, when he's coaching his clients, sometimes um, he says, how's that working out for you? And I just like burst out laughing. I was like, oh my God, you don't know how many times I say that to my mentoring clients and to the people in the nest. So how's that going for you? How's that working out for you? How much longer do you want to keep doing that? You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, I was just one of those people. I got to the point where I was like, yeah, yeah, this shit isn't working. And I was um, confident enough to have faith and belief in myself that I could change, but I also uh, was humble enough to admit that I needed help. <laughs> I could read all the books in the world. I could do all that stuff. Um, and sometimes you can apply it on your own too. But I do know that in my life, I can't speak for everybody because I am a self-starter. I am a... Um, you know, works well on her own. I, I, I am, a, um, I am, um, I think intelligent enough to read something usually not all things. Okay. I'm not talking about rocket science or like had wicked had math, but you know, humans and relationships and emotions and healing, those kinds of things like are right up my alley, spiritual development. So uh, I'm a pretty good self-stata, but I do know that, uh, it has been very helpful for me over the years to have again, like teachers, and sometimes those teachers show up in the form of books or videos or whatever, because some of my teachers died before I, you know, got to a point of age or whatever, or a circumstance where I was suffering enough that I sought out something different. Um, and so I think for me, you know, um, I don't lament, I don't lament my suffering. I mean, there are certainly things that um, I had to process and some things I'm, I imagine I'm still processing, you know, from all the trauma that I experienced in my childhood and stuff like that. Hello, me and everybody else. Um, but I think that um, I would not be able to, you know, to circle back to the thought of when Stephanie said to me, you're on fire. And I'm like, how did I get that way? And so this is just like a little love letter, I think, to some of my teachers. And Eknatha Schwarin also said something that, um, really just touched my heart. And it was something that he said, um, I think in, in relation to his own death. So St. Francis, those of you who listen um, to the show, you know that St. Francis of Assisi is one of my, uh, the patron saint of animals in the environment. He's one of my favorite saints. He's like one of my guys, like totally on my spiritual team. Uh, and Ashwaran was talking about him. And Ashwaran was also uh, a huge fan and lover of St. Francis. Uh, and he also said this of like people like Mahatma Gandhi and St. Teresa too. He said, St. Francis is not dead. He is a living force. 
St. Francis is not dead, although physically the guy died, you know, a wicked long time ago. But what, what he's saying, what the Schwarin is saying here is that St. Francis is not dead. He's a living force because he lives on in the hearts of people. He lives on spiritually in the spirit of people who, um, you know, read about him and understand who he was and the way that he showed up in the world. And I think that's one of the, the, one of the, the, the greatest gifts of a teacher's grace is we come to know them and learn from them and study them. And then we take on those characteristics ourselves and we start to practice them and apply them and live them. So it's not about just reading. I always say, I am not the kind of teacher or mentor for theorists. I'm not interested in just fucking sitting around and talking about things, talking about spiritual things and reading spiritual things. I think those are great starting points. But if we don't start applying it, practically applying it, and living it and practicing it, then what's the fucking point? You know, it's like taking some sort of an action and starting to weave it into your life. This is how we change, actually. We start on the level of the mind, we create new identity, new habits, and then they start to show up in our behaviors and who we are. Uh, so when he said that, I thought it was so powerful. And when he was talking to um, his his students, right? And the people who um, learned from him and followed him and read all of his books, like you can see back there, like these whole sections right here, these are all Ashwaran books, right? Like I have, I have a ton of them. Um, and because he's one of my, he's one of my main teachers, and I've learned so much, I would not be for good or for bad, you guys, you guys get to decide for yourself. But I, I think the so, so many of the positive uh, things about me, have because been because of his influence and I've never even met him. And this is what, you know, the good things, so many of the good things in me, uh, because of what I've learned from watching him on video and listening to him speak and reading his books and reading them multiple times sometimes. And this is one of the ways that, um, you know, spiritual, spiritual wisdom and spiritual work goes on and lives on. It lives on in, uh, for lack of a better word, like the descendants, the disciples of people, uh, of teachers, right? And uh, Ashwaran has this, this great line and he might have, I'm not sure where this came from, if this is his quote or something that his grandmother, his granny, who was a very simple woman, but a very wise woman, very spiritually wise. And, and he always said that his granny was his spiritual teacher. Uh, and I love this quote. He says, light your torch from your teacher's fire. <sighs> I just love that so much. Light your torch from your teacher's fire. So when I get the compliment or the, um, the comments, let's say that, of um, I'm on fire for God. And like, I'm like a wild horse racing across the thing. And I think back, like, how did I get that way? I mean, I think part of it again is innate. And, and when my memoir comes out, when my book comes out, you guys will read the chapter about like, kind of like me and my relationship with the divine. Um, but it only got fostered like that divine spark, that divine spark that lives within me, it lives within all of us, each one of us. Um, you know, there, you remember that old device that looked like an accordion with like a snout and you could, you go like this to make, you know, fan the fire and fan I think some of my teachers for sure, uh, my spiritual teachers have been the ones who have, um, you know, kept, kept that, um, let me say expanded, expanded the fire within me um, in times when it feels like also that our own spark 
right? Our own torch is dimming. And whether it's because we're in a really tough place in life or, you know, sometimes we get um, anxious or scared or in a super place of fear or depressed, or, you know, you start numbing yourself, all the different ways in the world that we try to numb ourselves from the awareness of our true divinity. Um, we get so overwhelmed sometimes by the experience of believing that we're human, right? And we are obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're spirits having a human experience here in these bodies, but sometimes we can really buy into it as this is the gospel truth, this meat puppet as I'm smacking my head, <laughs> right? Like that this is who I am and all the dramas and the traumas and the tragedies and the awful things of this world, they can be, they can become sometimes very overwhelming, and so it's like the inner spark will start to like get a little um, dim. Let me put it that way. And when I was thinking about all of this, I kept thinking, I'm like, I know there's a quote that I love by, and I think it's Albert Schweitzer. And I was like, oh, I got to go find that because it's perfect for this. And it kind of backs up what I'm saying um, is that, and this is why um, the teacher, let me just say this before I tell you that quote. And this is why the teacher-student relationship is like so important. Uh, it can be one of the deepest relationships you have, but it doesn't always have to be physical. Uh, and this is the power. I mean, this is why like ancient wisdom, right? The sacred texts of the world, of the spiritual traditions get passed down and live on. Sometimes they're passed on orally through, through story, through song, right? Sometimes they're passed down in physical like scrolls or whatever written on the walls and tombs or like in books. And now we have digital audio and whatever. But I think the way it gets carried person to person, it makes the most significant difference is it's passed down from hot to hot, from hot to hot. I absolutely believe that. And when we say light your torch from your teacher's fire, for me, I literally see myself like kind of like reaching out and getting a bit of that fire from Ashwaran because when he was dying uh, back in the nineties, you know, his students, you know, of course you're sad when you've been, uh, he's like, you know, your spiritual grandfather and you've been spending time with him and learning from him and studying from him. And there's such a, a safety in his presence is so much wisdom. And there were just those people, right? When you're in their presence, you just feel your whole nervous system, just like, you just feel the warmth of their love. You can sit, like I said, you become warmed, right? By being in their presence and their love and their steadfastness and their resoluteness and knowing that they are just going to tell you the truth and you can relax when you're around them because you know you're not being judged. You know you are in the presence of unconditional love and that is when miracles can happen, man. That is when, that is when personal transformation and spiritual transformation, become, all things become possible. All things become possible. And so when his students were sad that he might be passing on, uh, he told them, you know, that, um, that I, I, am, I am not dying, right? Like my physical body is dying, uh, but I will live on and continue um, to be your teacher. And he says, even though my physical body, and he would talk about it, he was, he was Indian. So he, uh, from India, so he had, you know, his skin was a little more brown than mine. Let's put it that way. And he used to say, you know, I call it this meat puppet, this costume that we're wearing. And he would say like, he would say that he had this old tan jacket that he really loved. And he would say, this body is just like another suit of clothing that I'm wearing. It's just, you know, this nice tan, this nice, nice tan outfit basically that he had. Uh, and he would say, you know, our relationship talking to his students, he would say, our relationship is not affected by the physical 
And he said that it will, uh, it is not, I mean, meaning it's not affected by death. It's not going to be affected by the physical body falling away. It's not affected by death. And I really do believe it. And in fact, I can of, often say like, um, you know, I talk about my mom that way. I said, I, now that she was no longer encumbered by a body, I had way more access to her. She could be everywhere, <laughs> right? All time and space stopped applying to her. No more suffering. She just returned to original form. Uh, and in that way, I could access her anytime, any place. All I had to do was go into my mind and into my heart. Yeah, to go online to divine mind, as I say, go online to that, what we would call that big mind, right? The, the, the oneness of the consciousness where all beings can, can commune and connect, which is very powerful. And so I love this concept of lighting your torch from your teacher's fire. And I wanted to just extend to you, you know, we're in the holiday season now. And I, and I wish it was like this all year round where people become a little more tender and kind and maybe a little more um, either sentimental or emotional. But a lot of times this is a time of year when people like, you know, will go out of the way to hold doors and be nice to each other and send cards and think of each other and stuff like that. And I, I wish we could, you know, extend those courtesies to each other, that compassion, that kindness all year round. But certainly as we're in the time of, um, you know, so many of us have been blessed by a teacher and whether that was a school teacher or um, a teacher, like a spiritual teacher or, you know, um, a yoga teacher, whatever it is, we've had people in our lives. It could be siblings who took care of you and taught you like whatever the relationship, but it, they were in some capacity of making a difference in our lives. And I think, you know, this is a beautiful time of year to let them know, to let them know. Uh, you know, Mr. Rogers, you've heard me talk about this before. He always did this beautiful thing where you would take 10 seconds of silence to think of somebody who, who kind of, you know, I think of it like uh, loved you into being. That's how I think about it. They loved you into being. Uh, and in their presence, you know, you grew and um, you lit your torch from their fire. And so if you can think of somebody off the top of your head who that might be for you, and if you're lucky, you know, I would say we're lucky to have one, but if we have multiple, even if they're still not alive, you can still have a moment of gratitude and thank them. If they are still alive, I would say, send them a handwritten note, pop that sucker in the mail, put your handwriting down on paper. It's one of the most powerful things. Uh, and if the only way you can reach them, obviously, is by phone or text or email, whatever, you can do those things too. Um, it's not even a bot. I'm not, you know, I just, my preferred thing when I get a note in the mail, uh, like, yeah, I just got one here. I just, somebody just sent me one right here and I love getting them. Right. It just, it means so much to me and to see somebody's handwriting, it really personalizes it. And cause I also know that they took the time to get the card, to write the thing, to write the address, to stamp it, to go to the post office or drop it in the mailbox. And you just know that there was some effort there and that they really cared. So I'm going to share that that quote from Albert Schweitzer, um, because I think it's beautiful. Uh, and it says this, uh, and here's a, um, somebody um, sent me this card. I'll just flash it. And that's, um, I was able to think of this here. I wanted to share it with you. Um, At times, our own light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. Each of us has cause to think with deep gratitude of those who have lighted the flame within us. All right, I'm going to read this sucker again. Albert Schweitzer. At times, our own light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. 
each of us has cause to think with deep gratitude to those who have lighted the flame within us. So I would say that the divine is the original lamp, right? <laughs> and that's what Ashwaran always says. His granny used to call him little lamp. And I, and, and uh, I just think it's the cutest little thing. Um, and we're all little lamps. We are all little lamps, you know? Um, and, but we are only lit up. I always say, you know, we might be the lamp, we might be the light, but God, the divine love is the electricity that lights us up. It is the little flame, right? It's the flame that, that we catch fire from. So, um, I just like, think it's so important that we, acknowledge those who have helped us, uh, in my case, to feel ablaze, to be ablaze, to fall in love with the divine. Because I think for me, it has been one of the most healing aspects, you know, for sure in my lifetime. And that I then now get to do this as part of my life's dharma and my life's work is to pass down, right? Some of this ancient wisdom and to pass down uh, through storytelling, through spirituality, through love, you know, just spreading the good word and spreading love as best as I can. Uh, obviously, I'm not perfect. I'm still a work in progress like everybody else is. But the things that I know have helped me, I'm now able to share them with others. And uh, the things that have helped me, part of it has been my own experience and relationship with Holy Spirit, spirit, my inner teacher, my spiritual team, my own life's um, you know, traumas and dramas and tragedies and, you know, all the things that have happened. Like I always say, like one of my greatest teachers was life itself. Uh, the school, whether you call it the school of hard knocks or, you know, whatever. Um, I've learned so much from that, of course, and from the people I was brought up with and in, in, in the environment that I was raised in. But there have also been some external teachers along the way um, who have just made a significant difference for me. Um, and to, to, when you have a teacher who is also on fire for God, uh, again, insert your own happy word, the universe source, whatever, uh, it's not for me to tell you what to call it, but I do want to invite you into the, to, to remembering that, you know, I'm going to go right back to the, the quote at the beginning that our supreme purpose in life, like why, why we are here, it's not to make a ton of money, right? It's not about making a fortune. It's not about, <sighs> pursuing pleasure. And it's not about leaving some big legacy and writing our name on history. Our job here is to discover the spark of the divine that is in our own heart. And then we can also with our own spark, pass it on to others. This isn't about converting anybody into religion. This isn't about like trying to brainwash people into believing in God or any of this shit. What I'm just trying to say as we pass the love of the divine, what is best in us, our goodness, our holiness, our, our, the love that we are, we pass it from one heart to another. We transfer that from one heart to another. And we do it by who we are being. That when, you know how I end every show and I say, wherever you go, leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Right. I really believe in that. I really believe that is if, as we are, as we are being, just being in our presence, you know, we can really affect people because they can see and sense your kindness. They can see and sense your compassion. They can see and sense your acceptance. They can see and, 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 and feel that you are a person who has surrendered themselves to something greater 
right? You're somebody who is uh, showing up, trying their best, right? To, to be a force for goodness and showing up in, in being in curiosity instead of judgment. And when you show up in that way, everybody else around you just gets to fucking put their dukes down and relax a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, like I'm safe here. This is like a safe harbor. I want to pull my ship into this harbor because it seems like this is a pretty nice place to land, you know? And so you guys, uh, I hope this has got you thinking a little bit in some way too about who the people are that light you up or warm you by, you know, the light of their own fire, the, the heat of their own, uh, their own fire. And to just know that, um, you know, our relationship with the divine, it is a living force. It is something that we get to participate in daily. Uh, your teachers that have passed on, if you've had some, they are alive within you, your loved ones who have made a significant difference. And that might be from, you know, your mom or your grandma or your grandpa or your dad or your cousin or an auntie or an uncle, whoever it is, you know, they continue to live on. They are a living force. And, you know, when they're still alive, how lucky we are, right, to get our own fires stoked by them, to light our torch from their flames and from our teacher's flames. And we're all in some ways teachers of each other. And in the times when maybe it feels like our, our light is going out or getting dim, I don't think it can ever totally go out, um, you know, in that sense, but it can certainly start to die out and feel a little dim. <laughs> like, you know, it's like right down to like, eh, is this going to make it? And somebody else just comes and, you know, in, in a way they blow on us, right? They spark, they give us oxygen, they give us light and, and we can you know, continue to, um, to, um, warm back up. And that's how it goes. This is how it, it, it gets passed around. So if you've thought of somebody this time that I've been talking to you, uh, I really do hope that we take it from the head to the hat into the hands and then out into the world. And that you send a note, you send up a flare, you let somebody know that they've made a difference and that you lit your torch from their fire. I think it's one of the greatest compliments that we can give somebody else to say, hey, you know, I'm acknowledging that you made a difference. Uh, and I am uh, partly who I am because of your influence, because of your inspiration. And I'm grateful for you. So you guys, I'm wicked grateful for all of you. We are heading into uh, the end of the year. And this is a very powerful time of year to take stock of who you are being, how you are being, the choices that you're making, um, the behaviors that you're doing. <laughs> and we get to, and I'm not, I'm not really big into like New Year's resolutions and like I always say like new year, new you. And I'm like, what is the old model suck? Like, what's the problem here? And certainly we all, I always say, you know, the work that I do is about personal and spiritual transformation, but more so it's about letting go of all the stuff that blocks all the barriers we built against our awareness of love. It's, it's less about becoming something good or better or whatever. Uh, it's about being, being who we really are, which is love. So it's more about surrendering and removing these layers, these defense mechanisms, these protections, all these things we've put in place out of our own sheer terror and fear. So it's more about being right? So you now get to be the spark, 
right? You now get to be the fire that somebody else can light their torch from, but it's about who you are being. And as we move into 2022, these are the big questions to be asking ourselves, not like, what are all the things I want to do? It's who do I want to be? How do I want to be? And do I have that divine spark? as he's talked about, Ashwaran just talked, that divine spark that's in your heart, have you discovered it? Have you discovered it? So that maybe somebody else can see it within themselves. And that if their light starts to get a little dim, can they sit by the warmth of your heart? Can they sit by the warmth of your love? Can they warm themselves by your fire? And when the time comes for them to go up and out into the world, can they light their torch from you? So you guys, I appreciate you so much. I love you. I hope you have an amazing holiday season. Uh, it has been just such a delight and an honor to have you as part of uh, the community and the Karen Kenny Show family. Uh, and I'm going to be doing, um, speaking of lighting your torch from a teacher's fire and being in community and being around people, uh, who are into the divine spark. I'm going to be opening up the doors to the nest um, for the, the, my spiritual membership and community. I'll probably just be doing a little quick, um, you know, two day uh, door opening. So it can invite people in. So that way you don't have to wait all the way until April when the doors officially uh, open. Um, so this is just a little, little two day, how you do come on in <laughs> if it calls to your heart. So you want to get on that waiting list if it appeals to you. I always say, if you listen to this show, I'm surprised you're not in the nest yet, because if you're tuning in every single week and you're like, oh, that was helpful, or I really love that or whatever. I mean, this, this podcast is just like an extension of that. But of course, in, in the, in the nest, you get one-to-one -one. it's not private. It's within a group, but you get that one-to-one -one like coaching, you get the hot seat coachings, all these incredible guest teachers, all these incredible, you know, modules, video modules, training, um, an incredible community. Uh, I have the most lovely people in the nest. I am not kidding. It is an amazing group of people. Um, and so to me, the podcast is just an enhancement to like what we're already doing there, like the deeper work that we're doing there um, and getting to gather together with like-minded people. There's nothing like it. So uh, to me, it's like, if you're listening to the show and you've been curious about the nest, like what, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Come on and join us. Okay. All right. So you guys, I hope you have an amazing, like I said, amazing holiday. I love you. I appreciate you. I celebrate you. Uh, and wherever you go, I'll just wrap up what I always say, wherever you go, please leave the people, the place, the animals and the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. 
And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.